Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, Righteous, ratchet, and real. Real, real. I feel exposed. Okay. Welcome to the Righteous, Ratchet, and Real podcast. This podcast is for people who love God, but sometimes side-eye the church. We're three friends balancing the secular and sacred, the righteous and ratchet, as we discuss current topics through a gospel lens. We might say some things we're not supposed to. But you are probably thinking it anyway. You know how we say in the church. Charge to our head and not our heart. We're going to keep it real. Hello, good day, great afternoon, good people of God. Uh, We welcome you to the Righteous, Ratchet, and Real podcast. I am Greta, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. Say hello, ladies. What up, y'all? It's Keisha. Hey, it's Renee. And we are excited to be with you this day. Uh, We're going to talk about diet and exercise, continuing our talk on self-care, especially self-care during the holidays. And we know that diet and and exercise are those things that can easily get away from us, Um, whether it's because of our busy schedules or the many hats we wear, the responsibilities we bear. Uh, diet and exercise are usually those things that quickly fall off the table. They're not even on; they just fall off the table on the floor and roll down the steps. And so we want to kind of talk about that and, and, and keep them on the table, right? To keep them um, not necessarily at the forefront of our mind, but we don't want to forget about that altogether. Um, it's imperative, guys, especially during the holidays when there's so much pulling on us and at us and we're trying to get all the shopping done, trying to plan meals, whose house we're going over, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? And as uh, Renee actually said earlier, you know, just sometimes just remembering to eat, right? Or remembering to drink water, uh, that can quickly um, be lost in the shuffle. So just remembering how imperative it is that we create those boundaries, create those spaces um, so that we can remember what's important. Uh, And it's a challenge. Let's be honest. It is a challenge to to hold all of that and and then remember to take care of yourself. And so um, I want to say in terms of diet and exercise for me, just to kind of kick it off, um, I'm a big girl. I come from a big boned family. If big bone is a thing, we got it. And uh, we love food. We celebrate with food Uh, that has carried over into my family, my marriage. If something happens, that's good. We go celebrate by going to eat. Uh, We just like food. Um, But that has not always been the case with me. And I, I remember back to when I was a little girl, I was a very thin person and um, my mom was intentional about that. There were certain things we couldn't have, certain things that she wouldn't let us eat. And when my dad found out about it, 
all hell broke loose, so to speak. And he was like, don't hold, don't, don't, don't do that. Let them have what they want. And it's interesting because uh, before he passed, he was, he told me, he said, that is something he regretted doing because he saw the effect that it had on my brothers and I. And so, um, yes, big girl, big bone. Um, but even with having that experience as a little girl and, and remembering uh, when my father told my mother that, um, I've still had thin periods throughout my life um, in terms of, you know, I would lose weight as a member of the marching band. I lost a lot of weight. And then for whatever reason, after having my child, I put it back on and, you know, Weight Watchers and seeing my mom on Weight Watchers and becoming a lifetime member. And so weight has always been part of Greta's story. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been this horrific cycle. Um, so much so to the point where I was tired of it. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired and mm -hmm. got to the point where it had become too much to carry. The weight had become too much to carry. Felt like whatever I was doing, I would lose a little but gain even more to the point where I decided for myself to have bariatric surgery. And so that's been a, a very good experience for me. Um, not something I've talked a lot a bit about and a lot about in great detail. But um, it has been an amazing experience. I've lost close to 80 pounds or more. And so I can really tell the difference. That's not everybody's story. but I, And I can't define what being sick and tired means for you. But for me, that was kind of the result. So I want to ask my co-host, uh, has weight been a struggle for you or for someone in your family? And, and what has helped you or them to be successful with your journey, with your food journey or your exercise journey? <laughs> well, I will say that uh, all my life, uh, I have- fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Renee. I'm gonna be good. Go ahead. See? <laughs> yes, all my life I had to fight. All my life, I have been very thin uh, to the point where, you know, I was bullied because I was skinny um, as a child. So, so, you know, that has, that has stuck with me um, all, all my life and even having, um, having children, like that was the heaviest that I had been uh, in my life. And even that was just unsettling for me because it was so far away from my norm. I know I'm growing a baby, but still you know, looking at my body, it's like, wow, whose body is this? Mm -hmm. uh, but along came that thing called menopause and uh, just blew up the whole situation. So yeah. I am now the heaviest I've ever been um, without being pregnant, you know, and it's, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. And I don't mean that in a good way. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a struggle because it's not so much what I eat. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not about me exercising. It's like, no matter what I do, mm. these thighs going to still be thighing. And <laughs> they good thigh meat. <laughs> uh, I mean, thick lives, thick thighs save lives. I mean, good. We, we good that. But you know, I, I'm carrying more weight than I would, would really like. So, um, you know, I don't really have much to say about my relationship with food is that I don't eat enough. Um, you know, to let my, my nutritionist or, or my trainer tell me, I don't need, I don't eat clearly enough and enough of the right things. Um, and so, 
I'm kind of experimenting with that, trying to see how, you know, if that will make any difference at all. But that's where I am. What about you, Takesha? Well, hold on, Takesha. Let me come in on something Ronnie said, and I'm going to give it back over to you. It's funny you mentioned about not eating enough. Mm -hmm. Because on this journey that I've been on, and especially having lost weight, that's one of the things my nutritionist keeps telling me, Greta, you're not eating enough calories. You're not getting them. And I'm saying to myself, and I've said to her, trust, uh, I'm here because I've been eating too much. And now you want to tell me I need. And so she was like, yes, because your body, after you get to a certain point, your body has to have the calories. She said, even for the function of your brain. And she broke it down to like, if you don't get whatever I take in, my brain is absorbing it so that it can function. And my body is like, well, what are we doing? And so she was just saying that for, for me in this situation, and I would assume for others too, we have to have enough, not only for our body to function, but our brain to function. And that comes through calories, but it is a struggle because like I said, I'm in the situation because I love some calories. And now you're telling the person who love calories and don't want the effects of the calories to eat more. So, mm -hmm. girl, when I tell you, it's like who's on first and who's <laughs> it's been crazy. Go ahead, Keisha. Oh, Lord. So I um, I think Greta, my story is probably more like yours. Like I started off with Ronnie's story. I was very skinny and my family. um there's, you know, two sides to the coin. And so there are some of my family members who are very skinny, like my grandmama, bless her heart. And, you know, that has been very important to them, their, their you know, thinness. Mm -hmm. And so they're always commenting on those who aren't thin. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's directed at you or how they speak about other people, the voice has always kind of existed, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily know how those voices affect you. And mm -hmm. so I was a size zero, you know, up into college. And that was when I first started to gain weight. But then once I, you know, got home and I was clubbing every weekend, it again fell off. So I, I know what it is to be right. <laughs> and I say all the time, if I'm a party like I used to, I wouldn't have no weight issue. <laughs> Here I am trying to be a grown up, you know, and do other things. <laughs> and my body is like, no, we can't handle that. And so, mm -hmm. but uh, historically for me, the problem has not necessarily been food as much. It's always been exercise. Mm -hmm. I am not huge into exercising, mm -hmm. like sneaky mm -hmm. exercise. Fine. I, you know, would just do things like walking and natural things, but I am not like a go to the gym, put in, mm -hmm. you know, 45 minutes, do strength training. That's not who I am. That mm -hmm. for me is very difficult. And so at different portions of my life, when I'm like, Oh, I'm getting a little thick, I would get the, hit the gym mm -hmm. and then I'd be like, okay, well, I'm good. And, and so it wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. And so at this portion of my life, I am definitely at my heaviest. And um, one of the things for me, I think I will contribute it is that child, they is like, he's a soul food type of dude, right? Like, and so I find myself eating in ways that I did not eat before. And you couple that with the, my natural, I'm not an exerciser. And I'm like, you got to stop this, ma'am. You cannot be having fried pork chops and, you know, like eating potato salad. Like this is not who you are. Like, and so 
you know, I used to be really like my friends would tease me because they'd be like, I used to eat really small portions. And then I also was like, a, oh, I'm going to get a salad. And it wasn't necessarily like I was trying to lose weight. It really was just kind of who I am. I'm like, oh, I really like salads. And mm-hmm. so now, y'all, I don't eat salads nearly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then also just I find that the older you get, like my hanging out days, like I said, when I was younger was the club. My hanging out with friends days mm-hmm. now is brunch. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is, you know, yep. dinner, let's go yeah. eat. And so, yep. and then I honestly say to myself, you might have to pay for the salad. But when I look and it's $15 and actually yeah. one of the places we like to eat, the salad is $23. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm not going to pay $23 mm-hmm. for some lettuce. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. And so when I compare that to something that is probably less healthy, I go with the less healthy option. And I used to sub in fries, but now I've gotten to the stage of my life where I'm like, you know, I like fries over Mm -hmm. the the fruit. Mm -hmm. So those are all the things that have added up to where I am right now and and the battle for trying to reprogram myself away from all those things that you just love. And I should be eating in moderation. Oh, moderation, that word. So (laughs) let's go, let's use that word to spring us into the righteous part of that. So yeah. Moderation, we don't know her. (laughs) I'm saying to myself, of all the words Keisha could have used, moderation. All right. So anyway, there are two scriptures and actually they're both in 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Um, first Corinthians six chapter verses 12 to 13 a says all things are lawful for me. Hey, huh? And and just reading it pains me. (laughs) All (laughs) things are not lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. Paul, I don't like you. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated. Ah, thing. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food and God Yeah. And God will destroy both one and the other. Mm. All right. So I think we all know what Paul is saying here. Um, I don't even want to expand on it. I'm just first Corinthians 6, 19 (laughs) through 20. That's how deflated I feel. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within Mm. you? which you have from God and that you are not your own for you were bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body. <sighs> yeah. So the body and not all things are lawful, not or all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. So yeah, we know junk in junk out. We know good stuff in good, you know, or so they say and tell us and, We know that we need to take care of our body. Okay, yes. But it's hard to moderate those things that we love and love to do or don't like to do like exercise, you know? Um, I told you in, in the last episode, one of my big things for the holidays that will get me pretty upset is if there's bad food. And so, yeah, how do you do that when you love food? And, and, I, and I know that we shouldn't be dominated by food. And, and I will say that 
uh, I've has experienced that, you know, food will get the best of you. You can like the ice cream, the, and, and not just ice cream, but you know, good peach cobbler, mm. all a mode, mm. you know, it can't just be cobbler by itself. I need the ice cream on top or, you know, <laughs> a, a good hamburger and some French fries. I mean, come on y'all. It's, it's hard to moderate, especially in the holidays. When you think about the holidays, not only do you have turkey, let's let's take Thanksgiving, but you know, you got honey baked ham. Come on. Uh, mm -hmm. You got roast beef. The holidays is when you get the three meats and the 10 vegetables mm -hmm. because the options are so plentiful. And so when we talk about moderation, that can be difficult. Uh, and of course, when you finish eating all that food, you ain't thinking about walking. You're thinking about, let me go over here and sit down. And if I don't have on sweatpants, let me loosen my pants because my belly is that big at this point. Y'all laughing. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You, you are telling the truth. That's why we laugh because it resonates. It, it right. resonates. I'm, I'm thinking about it. That's what we, we do. We know about the itis. We know about the itis. <laughs> not, go lay Turn the TV on and let it watch you. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole Look, thing. We had the itis long before they discovered tryptophan in Turkey. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even we just knew it was the itis and we were sleepy and wanted to, you know. Okay, so question, ladies. How do we begin to use moderation, especially during the holidays, so that we can make those changes and and pay more attention to our diet? and our exercise. As you were talking, I automatically thought about this trainer. Um, he's a preacher and he's also a trainer. And so, you know, he is really, you know, like buff. Y'all, that was that was sidetracked. That was that that, that was sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> You got the visual. Is that what I, I got? Know? The visual. I'm like, let me put, put it back together. Put it back together, man. That is not the important part. Was not his body. Uh, <laughs> what was important is that he talked about um, the fact that we need to prepare, and mm. so he talked about the holidays in this way. He said, "We know the holidays are coming. It is not a time for you to." Um, get to your health plan at that moment, mm. but that you need to know that it's coming. It comes every year. You know what you're going to do. You know, you're gathered around your family rather than trying to prepare yourself for that day or that mm. week. Instead, he was like, you know, make sure the months leading up to it, you are clean. You know, you are mm. doing the things you need to do before. So then mm. by the time you get to the holidays, you're not packing pounds on top of the weight gain that you've done throughout the months. And so honestly, when I heard him say that years ago, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, that's a really good point. Have I practiced it? No, but mm -hmm. I have unintentionally this year actually started um, November. I decided to do a uh, walk for St. Jude's. And mm -hmm. so that has helped me already get my exercise mm -hmm. plan in. And that was something that I just, you know, happened on. I will say that God just put it in front of me. So it meant that 
I already had committed to a challenge to mm -hmm. raise money. So I wasn't going to, for me, challenges are good because mm -hmm. it means I'm not going to flake out. I'm not going to just be like, oh, well. So it has meant that I have put in the exercise time ahead of time to be good for the actual holiday season. I'm already in that mode. And, you know, once you get in the mode, it's a lot easier to keep going. The other thing I did is I have an accountability group that I'm in. And so I already put that on my accountability list. My personal health goal is on there. How many times I'm going to exercise what I'm looking to do so that for me, it's, already written in, in stone. And, you know, I'm, the worst thing I can do is ever report that I didn't actually do something, complete something to my accountability group. So that pushes me as well. So those are the, just the things that I have enacted personally. But what I'm going to now do is that I'm going to have to remember, okay, girl, you got to say no to all the dinner plans that your friends keep trying to put on your calendar because you about to have a dinner plan for the holidays several and you know my birthday falls in the holiday season mm -hmm. too so mm -hmm. this november to december be mm -hmm. like no just putting me in y'all like it'd be like thanksgiving <laughs> birthday christmas new year's and so it's just you know and everybody always gives you all these excuses it's the holidays the calories don't count they do they do they, they do, do. <laughs> they do because all all the trainers say that summer bodies are made in the winter, right? And that's the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Sorry, y'all, that's my dog shaking his head. But anyway, that that's when, you know, you, you really need to be careful is, is when there's a mm -hmm. abundance of food and abundance of opportunities to overindulge, right? Um, I think for me, the, the key for me is um, knowing that my smartphone has the health app mm -hmm. and checking my steps. Mm -hmm. So... I am not one, right, see, I see you, you got it, you got it. I'm not one for a lot of exercise. I, Greta, I was in a marching band too at Howard. Ah! You know. <laughs> so I'm used to working, I, I am used to having a lifestyle of being physically active, but that was a hundred years ago, y'all. Right, yeah. So, so yeah. you know, I, I am not minded that way these days. I'm more sedentary, but if that app, you know, things. Mm -hmm. I know that I haven't hit my, my goal yet. So I know, okay, I have some more daylight. I can go out and go for a walk or, mm -hmm. you know, make, make sure I move my body around the house or do something um, that will help me. Because for me, it's like I said, it's not really about the food. It's about movement. I think mm -hmm. that's really my, my main issue. So mm -hmm. knowing that my smartphone has that, I, I do have a, 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 a fossil watch that hooks up to my phone and all of that. Um, and that helps me be more accountable to, to moving. Right. I have a trainer, but yeah, <laughs> we work out a couple times a week, you know, we mm -hmm. do that thing. Um, but I, I need to be more disciplined about moving. And that's how I do it with, with making sure my phone is telling me, you know, how many steps I've gotten. I love it. Ladies, you both said something that just really stands out for me. The account having accountability partners, I think is key and people who are going to hold you accountable and responsible for what you do, uh, whether that's through diet or exercise over the holidays. And then just the movement, making sure we move. I think that's so key um, in terms of, of, of just 
not even saying I'm gonna go out and, and walk these 10,000 steps, you know, which is hard, by the way, but just making sure that we are, you know, just not couch potatoing all the time, which is easy to do. Um, because it's especially today's time when everything you can get just about anything streamed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so many shows, so many options. And of course, if you're binging through the holidays, that doesn't help in terms of binge watching stuff that doesn't help. And so, yeah, those are little things that we can really kind of keep an eye on and watch out for. Um, Rana, you said something earlier about menopause and. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's the ghetto. It is. It is the ghetto. Okay, it is. It is Um, already. We know statistically speaking. Right. It is harder for women than men to lose weight. That's already, that's already. We're getting to the ratchet, y'all. That's already. That's That in and of itself is ratchet as heck. All right. But then it is compounded with as we get older. And then if you're a woman, if you're going through menopause, it is, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it is hard. All right. And so- <laughs> I say it's cruel and it's unfair, you know, but it is what it is. We're not going to get anywhere by harping on that, but we do want to name that, that if, if we're trying to lose weight, if we're trying to, you know, monitor what we eat and all of that, all of the stuff, it is so much harder to do if you are menopausal and if, you know, the older that we get. Um, but our health is so important. Not only do we want to watch what we eat, not only do we want to exercise because we are healthier for it in terms of keeping the pounds off, but we also know that there are silent killers out there, y'all, not just cancer, but silent killers such as hypertension, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. silent killers such as diabetes and others that lead to stroke and other health issues and challenges. So we really do have to be better because it, it's it's just one of those things. Um, I have this to mention later, but I go ahead and say it now. I, over the past two months, I've had two friends that have had strokes, mm-hmm. and it's some of it, a lot of it was diet, right? Um, and, and we're talking people my age, maybe a little bit older, um, but hypertension was one of them, and then the other. We're still not even sure why, because she wasn't a hypertensive or a diabetic person. But we know that there are health issues that we face that diet and exercise can definitely help. Right. Um, and so my, my question, I think, for you at this point, and we have some other ratchetness to talk about as well. Um, but are there practices that you intentionally gauge in for better health? I know. Keisha, you talked about accountability partners. I know, Renee, you mentioned having a trainer, but are there other things that you intentionally do, especially as you, you know, look at your family uh, that you do and try to encourage in them? Uh, Because we all want to have that long, healthy life. Um, And we don't want to get to the point where we're so down that we can't, you know, really do for ourselves and all that other stuff. But are there other things, are are, are there other things that you intentionally engage in or encourage uh, for yourself or with your family? We go hiking uh, from time to time, particularly when the kids are out of school on break. 
Um, um, and so that kind of builds the, the builds in the opportunity of it's like twofold, you know, we're doing something together as a family mm -hmm. so we can connect to one another away from all technology and mm -hmm. just, you know, able to come in, bring, bring things in, but it's also engaging us as far as a healthy practice. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and that's just one thing that we do. Um, we used, to, we used to work out together, um, mm -hmm. having the kids, you know, we go to local, uh, high school football stadium and the kids would run the stairs and we'd run the track and, oh, wow. know, do, do that kind of thing together. So it builds a sense of togetherness as well, but it also mm -hmm. signals to, to our boys that, you know, this is important mm -hmm. and don't wait till you get me and dad's age to start really, you know, paying attention and working out. So it's so, you know, you're not huffing and puffing and talk, mm -hmm. call it, Oh Jesus talking about why do we even do this in the first place, pouring yourself in the car. Like, come on, we're going to go home and lay down. No, I've been there. <laughs> been there, done that one. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Keisha? So for me, I was, um, there, there is one, I think I've mentioned this earlier, is the fact that my friends and I are trying to create a different culture for ourselves hmm. so that we do not just gather around food. Mm -hmm. We may get some food, but we're intentionally trying to create things where food is not what we've okay. come to do. Mm -hmm. So um, like Brandon and I, for example, mm -hmm. um, did just did a hike to the pole. Um, cool. There's this uh, group in DC, they're called the hike crew. And so mm -hmm. we just went hiking with mm -hmm. them. Um, my friends and I, we've talked about it like, you know, we even if we don't gather together, sometimes what we do is that we'll just be on the phone and each one of us walk where we are mm -hmm. and we're talking to each other, but we're still just walking. So that has definitely been one of the practices that we've been doing. And also like, you know, incorporating things like let's go to the museum mm -hmm. so that, you know, we're just doing things because gathering and being in community is so important. Mm -hmm. It's just reorienting our brain away right. from um food oriented things. The other thing has been that my friends um, and I have also kind of just when we find a workout plan that we like, Mm -hmm. We'll share with the other person. So, like for example, um, you know, like my best friend and I both ended up liking Grow with Joe, and this is like a shameless plug. We are not getting paid. It's just something that I like because here on the East Coast, when it gets cold, I'm not going outside, y'all. Mm -hmm. And so I will be in the house. And so Grow with Joe is still low impact, um, you know, and her personality is really cute. And so it's walking in place. You can get five miles, you can get 10,000 steps, just, you know, walking in place at home. She has music or you put on your music. And so we've just kind of like um, shared. There's also another, I don't even know what they're called, but there's two girls, they're sisters, and they do the best workout videos on YouTube. And mm -hmm. so we also used just do that. Sometimes like I'll go over to um, my friend's house and we're just like in the gym part of her apartment building and mm -hmm. we will put on the video of the girls dancing. And so for us, it's like party time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we're just mm -hmm. battling each other. And so it's movement, it's fun, it's time together. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is that just I've been more intentional about going and getting my numbers checked, you know, just mm -hmm. taking that time yeah. out to, yeah. to make sure that I go to the doctor because sometimes we can forget our physical and we're like, I'm fine. 
fine, you right. know, and so just being intentional, even if I'm fine or when I notice something is a little bit off, like the other day, I was like, I'm feeling real tired. And so I went to the doctor and I'm like, I'm really feeling fatigued. And so I knew before, like anemia is something that I, I struggle with. And I went to the doctor and I'm like, I'm feeling real fatigued. Like, let's check these numbers. She's like, no, it's okay. She's like, what's your exercise looking like? I was like, now that there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I think it's just some deconditioning happening. And I'm like, okay. all right. Hence mm-hmm. why I you know, said I'm committing to walking. Okay. Um, and so that was, again, just me getting back in there. So those are just some of the um, things that I'm engaged in. And just even when it comes to family members, because my mom, I know she has the same struggle. She has. She used to be really active, but, you know, she's mm-hmm. aged and she's just like knee pain and this pain and that pain. Mm-hmm. And so for me, even though sitting exercises may not be all I need, I'm just like on her, too. So I'm like, OK, girl, I'm going to call you on FaceTime and you're going to set up your phone. We're going to be on YouTube and we're going to do this little sit walk exercise mm-hmm. together. So just getting mm-hmm. her involved and telling her, like, mm-hmm. take my niece, because I realized we're teaching her her skills right. as well right Right now, like, come on, let's make this a family thing um, mm-hmm. to all do it. So those are mine. I, I love that. Grow of Joe. Now, is that YouTube, YouTube or is that an app? It is YouTube. She has an app, too, but um, okay. I, I, I do YouTube for her. All right, and, and I'm gonna need you to send me them sisters too, girl. I'm gonna send it to you. I got you. I got you. Okay, because like they got like Afrobeat. They have Afrobeat one. Oh, they got a Soka mm-hmm. one. Like yeah, okay. they they get it. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. And so you know, fun fun exercise right. is better. I, I just am not as good at the gym as I need to be. And mm-hmm. so those fun ones, I'm like, oh yes, mm-hmm. I can you know, pop it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, for sharing. And and I know we talked about the ratchetness of menopause, growing older, but there are other levels of ratchetness to this, too. And and, uh, you mentioned earlier, Keisha, about $23 salads. We know that the cost of healthy food is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, I want a salad, but you're going to charge me almost triple the amount uh, less, or y'all know what I'm saying, a salad is triple almost the amount of a burger mm-hmm. and fries. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about just the health, of the cost of being healthy, it can be ridiculous. Uh, but in, even in addition to that, we know that if anybody can capitalize on anything, they gonna do it, right? And so weight loss, the weight loss industry is indeed an industry, and so, Rene, talk to us about uh, what we call these multi-level marketing opportunities. Talk to us about that and what that's about. So I know y'all have seen it. Y'all have been on Instagram scrolling and somebody's on there talking about all of this weight that they lost, you mm-hmm. know, this by drinking this tea or mm-hmm. this coffee or these gummies or whatever. And it's like those those kinds of, you know, lose weight fast schemes kind of got us by the chokehold, you know, in a chokehold. Cause you know, everybody, everybody wants to look and feel their best, everybody, you know? And so it's really, um, it's really concerning because 
oftentimes when you take those teas or those coffees or gummies or whatever it is, you have to continue to do it, right? Mm -hmm. The first 10, 15 pounds will come off you like, God, you know, if you're doing a colon blow, a colon flush or whatever, you know, it's going to come off. You're going to poop it out and it's, yeah. And you can be like, oh, I can fit in these jeans. Oh my gosh. But you still going to have to keep buying the stuff and keep taking the stuff. And over time, it's like, that's not going to work anymore. That's not sustainable. And additionally, you got to think about it like this. Is somebody else making money off of you? Right. Why are you trying to line somebody else's pockets, you know, when you could be getting your, your weight loss more naturally, more healthily, and, you know, like keeping that money for your foods that you got to buy? Because like Greta just said, buying healthy foods can be expensive. So, you know, it's kind of, it can be a little shady. You know, they selling them waist trainers and you supposed to work out using your waist trainer and all of this stuff. It's like, sis, sis, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you could do a little something different and not like choke your organs. Right. Like, you know, your organs are like, give us free. <laughs> and let's not forget the BBLs, y'all. Like oh my God. Yes. BBLs yes. are on yes. a rise. Like yeah. I saw this uh person do a video of what the flight looked like coming out of Miami, and none of the women were sitting on their butts because they could not. Are you serious? Like, I'm so serious. I'm like I didn't even realize, but someone I know had a BBL. And so we were talking about that. Like, you know, like a lot of women are going to Miami to do theirs. And I was like, I had no idea. Like I was green, y'all. But the reality is that BBLs are on the rise. Like it is no longer just for somebody who's trying to start their rap career. It is for, you know, just, you know, Becky in accounting now. Like, you know, everybody can get a BBL. Oh and not only that, but the weight loss surgeries, there's a big industry for that, for people to go to Mexico or mm -hmm. other places. And, you know, it's not always healthy. There have been people who have not survived those surgeries, even the BBLs. There are people who have not survived those surgeries. So we understand, you know, there can be some desperation behind that, that need and that want to lose weight but we have to do it in healthy ways. Right. And, and like you mentioned, Ronnie, with these lose weight quick schemes, those are not always the best ways. Um, and we know too, you know, in terms of even more ratchetness, you know, just how women are body shamed and fat shamed. And that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we think about Lizzo, for example, for as talented as she is, you know, when people, when some people see her, all they see is her size and they can't get past that, you know, that facet of her as that, as if that's all of who she is, you know? Um, but Keisha, talk to us about that a little bit. You were saying something earlier about the, the BMI and, and right. whatnot. So, um, the BMI, there was recently on Black Doctors, they um, did an interview with uh, Queen Latifah, and she talked about that whole, you know, the fact that she's always been a big girl. And so when she goes to the doctor, they've always labeled her as obese because her BMI charts have always been higher in comparison to what our current working scale is. But the problem that people of color keep identifying is that 
when they came up with the BMI chart, they were looking at white men and white women. And so they've based that whole idea on them and what happens to their bodies. Mm -hmm. And y'all, I don't know if anybody else has experienced it, but I've definitely shared my weight versus the comparison of some of my white counterparts. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our, our structures here mm -hmm. look completely different right. working on the same level of weight so the fact that nobody considers how race also impacts that aspect of BMI and so there have been a number of black doctors who keep pushing for the BMI chart to be reflective or change based on also considering people of different ethnic um, groups and um, just kind of tying that in not only to Queen Latifah, but Lizzo as well is like, you know, I'm like, let's be realistic. Lizzo be working out. Lizzo mm -hmm. like actually does the things and things mm -hmm. that some skinny women can't do. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get away from this idea of judging someone based on what we perceive is quote unquote fat, and mm -hmm. then assuming that that also means they're not healthy because mm -hmm. that's not true because just because someone is skinny does not mean that they're healthy either. Right. I'm like, I've had friends who were skinny and I'm like, y'all, they don't exercise. Mm -hmm. They don't do nothing. They mm -hmm. aren't still, you know, over there begging for, for some movement. And mm -hmm. so we have to stop doing that and considering when someone looks like they're overweight, that that means they're not healthy. And then we start to project all of these mm -hmm. things on them and, you know, start to talk about what they need to do, that they need to lose weight, that it's not healthy. And that's not necessarily true because maybe for, um, in terms of the BMI, they can still be healthy because they were saying, I forget what obese, I think it was the 37 BMI and mm -hmm. over for um, people of color where it actually started to affect their health. And so mm -hmm. it's larger than just what we perceive, but we also need to understand that there, that people can be doing things. There was um, one of my um, best friend's exes. We would tease all the time. We're like, yo, he eats salads. He's like really healthy. Mm -hmm. And we're over here having burgers. He looks at a burger, smells at a burger. And, you know, he puts on weight. And mm -hmm. the reality was that was not the truth for us. We could like eat more than he could. But mm -hmm. genetics played a factor in mm -hmm. what was happening with him. And he had to have the um, gastric bypass surgery to lose weight. And he did. And he was able to get healthier. So mm -hmm. we need to stop shaming people, period, because it's none of your business. Even yeah. if they were unhealthy, that is still none of your business. Now, if it is somebody that you are close to and you love mm -hmm. and you notice that they're having health challenges, mm -hmm. you can have that conversation with them from a place of love, letting them know that you're encouraging them. But don't be in here on the comments calling Lizzo fat. Like, what? who are you? She mm -hmm. asked you for your opinion. <laughs> you were here just to get her music. That's it. That's all she asking you to pay attention to. Right. Not her body. So, again, those are just some of the things that we need to think about. The ratchetness of, you know, the scales that we are put on and then how those mm -hmm. scales that people are living with project onto other people and then talk to talk about them and make them feel unhappy in their own bodies. Yes. Right. Right. Very good. Very good. Well, we know that the holidays bring many challenges in and of themselves. And of course, like we've said already, uh, things like diet and exercise can easily fall by the wayside and spiral out of control. 
Um, so we definitely want to make sure that we are paying attention to our diet, to our exercise as the holidays progress. Um, and, and we've shared several things that we can do. Um, you know, for me, having gone through bariatric surgery, I, of course, have a nutritionist. I have a fitness coach. Um, and I, I speak to a nurse practitioner every so uh, many weeks, you know, to make sure I'm still on track. Um, and even with that, um, losing weight has still been challenging. So, um, you know, there are other things we can do, whether or not you are a Weight Watchers person or uh, if surgery is right for you. These are, are avenues you might want to explore. But I think for me, the greatest thing I'll have to do during the holidays is really to practice that moderation stuff that Keisha mentioned earlier, you know, so yes, I might be presented with three or four meats and 10 sides, but there's nothing wrong with choosing one meat and two sides and making sure one of those sides is a green vegetable. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm still getting food that I want. It might not be the plate of macaroni and cheese and yams and sweet. So, you know, we just have to be wise in our choosing. And, and making sure, too, that I'm doing something to stay active and to stay uh, moving and upright. Um, but we all have to find out what works best for us. And we just wanted to take time to encourage you that through the holidays, make sure that you practice self-care. And we've already talked about what the definition of self-care is, and it's the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. It is us taking an active role in protecting our own well-being. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure we don't lose sight of that. We don't want uh, diet and exercise, like I said, to fall completely off the table and roll away down the hill. But we want to be cognizant. We want to use wisdom, amen, as we proceed through the holidays. And now we also want to continue this conversation with you. So please post your comments on our Facebook page. If you haven't joined, it's not too late to do so. You can do that right now. Uh, so please go to our Facebook page, drop your comments in so that we can dialogue and engage with you and connect with you. Uh, we are excited and happy to have you join us and be part of the Righteous Ratchet and Real family. This is the Righteous Ratchet and Real podcast. And we thank you all for tuning in. Join us next week as we continue to keep it righteous, ratchet, and real. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen, if you're on there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do have some gentlemen. We do have Yay, some gentlemen, gentlemen that also tune in. So y'all get to walk in and listen to the podcast. <laughs>